0: You're listening to the Functional Nurse Podcast. And on this episode, we answer the question, what should I call myself? So stay tuned. Hello, nurses, and welcome to this episode of the Functional Nurse Podcast. My name is Bridget Sager and I am your host. I am a functional medicine nurse practitioner and I teach functional medicine for nurses through the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy in partnership with the Institute for Functional Medicine the episode today is called What Should I Call Myself? Because I am asked that question all the time. I think uh, as I started to write notes for this episode of what to talk about, I realized that it's a little bit more dynamic of a question to answer than I had initially thought. Um, If you haven't listened yet, I have a couple previous episodes that kind of tie into this one. One of them explores the Topics of uh, functional medicine versus integrative medicine versus lifestyle medicine and uh, the term holistic nursing and another episode that compares functional nursing to functional medicine. So if you want, you can go back and listen to those full episodes for More detail on those terms specifically. I'll give you a brief overview here though. Functional uh, medicine is, you know, our bottom line is looking for the why. And so we're really personalizing care for people. When we use integrative medicine, we're saying that maybe we work in a setting like a primary care office, where a lot of patients are on prescription medications and we might work in a corporate healthcare setting. So in those cases, patients might choose to prefer a more allopathic or conventional option for their treatment or they may seek some advice that more aligns with functional medicine. And so we call that integrative medicine when you're kind of offering both or you're in a setting where you might practice more holistically, but you are also offering conventional options quite a bit. Lifestyle medicine is a term that um, kind of has like this ultimate, like what is research saying is the very best that we can do for our bodies. And so um, that it really aligns with functional medicine also. You know, we can we can use... Uh, research, uh, and recent studies to confirm what might be the best guidance that we can give to patients. And in that way, lifestyle medicine I see is this like a level of perfection, right? It's like the very best version of things that we can do. Holistic nursing, I think is an important term to acknowledge here too, uh, And you may know holistic nursing essentially is defined as a nurse that is considering the whole patient in their care. So we're not just uh, thinking about the heart when we're taking care of somebody on a cardiovascular unit. We're thinking of their entire body. Nurses are trained this way. I think that's how our brains work as nurses is to think of the whole person. It's never just that somebody is out of a medication and they're therefore noncompliant. There's the dynamics of, you know, were they able to afford it? Were they able to go? go pick it up? Did they understand that they needed to take it? You know, whenever a nurse, I think, approaches a problem with a patient, we have a really unique way of viewing it that encompasses lots of dynamics of somebody's life and not just, in that example, compliant or non-compliant. And I think that's one of the reasons that nurses are so special is because we do try really hard to consider the unique individual in front of us. And that's also why I think that holistic nursing and functional medicine are nearly synonymous. So that brings up my second little thing I wanted to mention some terms is functional nursing versus functional medicine, as I mentioned, I have a whole episode you can go back and listen to on that topic. But the bottom line is, you know, uh, what we're doing as nurses in, um, in this field is not truly medicine, right? Most of it is is nursing care. It does uh, raise the question, should we be even saying that it's functional medicine? Because it truly is nursing. And in that episode, I talk about the fact that I think that's a really valid point. I think you could call yourself either. You could say you're a functional medicine nurse or you could say that you're a functional nurse. My only uh, point that I really think is important to consider right now is that even though functional medicine has been around for decades, it's still quite young and building it, uh, reputation and, and respect for functional medicine is growing. And I think that aligning with that right now has quite a bit of value to it. And so that would be my only Argument for saying functional medicine versus functional nursing, and if you look up functional nursing online, it um it kind of also goes into this realm of like how nurses do what they do, uh, which is interesting. It's a it's a different topic if we go there, but um I thought that was interesting when I looked it up. I have students that ask me about uh being able to use different terms when they're practicing functional medicine or holistic nursing and what they want to call themselves. So the terms I just went over come up quite often, you know, a a nurse may call themselves a functional medicine nurse or a functional medicine nurse practitioner. They may work in a setting where integrative might be a better term for for what they're offering. Some Nurses tell me, you know, that they work in settings where using the term functional medicine might uh, create some friction. And in that case, I think holistic nursing is a really great term to use. And I also think that sadly, it's, it isn't as offensive to other practitioners that might otherwise find um, some, uh, be skeptical about what you might be offering. I think holistic nursing really conjures more uh, of an image of nurses um, doing what we do best, thinking it's a whole person, maybe. little bit more of a focus on lifestyle type um, practices. And and leading back to that is that some of my students have decided to call themselves a a lifestyle nurse because they want to be certain they're not implying in their practice that they will be offering any testing or uh, lab work or prescriptions or anything like that. And so I think lifestyle is a great term to use if you are trying to make a distinction that you will be almost exclusively focused on nutrition, stress, sleep, um, avoiding toxins in our lives, mindfulness, and so all of those are appropriate terms. And I encourage all the nurses that I talk to about this topic to really think about what they want to convey with their title. You know, I used the term when I started my, my private practice. I was leaving primary care, and uh, I decided to use the term consultant on purpose Um, So I'm a functional medicine consultant that is a family nurse practitioner, and I chose to word it that way to make it clear that I'm consulting and I am not continuing to do any primary care. That has worked really well for me in finding a way to um, draw a line in my community from what I was offering previously, which was a lot of uh, integrative care. It was a lot of uh, conventional mixed with my holistic perspective. So you could you could choose to use any of those terms. I, I chose consultant because I felt like it made that distinction that I needed in my community to no longer be a primary care provider. If we look at the definition of the term consultant, it is a person who provides expert advice professionally. And so That is not implying that you are offering medical advice. It is not implying that you are stepping outside of your scopes whatsoever. You know, nurses are experts in their field when they have, um, what's the definition of expert? I believe for nurses tends to be somebody who's practiced for more than five years in their field. And I think, you know, there's more nuances to that definition, but just to point out that that absolutely nurses are experts in their field and they can provide professional consultation for that. Unless there is any restrictions in your state with your scope of practice, which I have not encountered, that doesn't mean that's not the case, but I haven't encountered that where any students have found that they cannot use the term consultant when describing what they offer. So you can be a nurse consultant Think about the fact that a lot of nurses are legal nurse consultants, and so they're using that term already. The other term that I think a lot of nurses get caught up on is um, being a practitioner. And the definition of practitioner is someone who practices a learned profession. So I hope just in that short sentence that clears that up for you. I am a nurse practitioner. That is a term that has become a common way to describe the field that I work in. But um, nurses can be practitioners, so you can be um, a, a cardiovascular practitioner when you are a nurse, right? But you're you're working in the field of nursing, so we wouldn't want to imply... I think a really great example that I've heard a lot is um, nurse practitioners that are trained in pediatrics can call themselves a pediatric nurse practitioner. They should not be calling themselves a pediatrician. That term is specifically reserved for uh, medical doctors that have been trained in pediatrics. So, you know, we have to look at what our name is going to convey, and um, it can really inform our audience or our our potential patients on what we might be offering them. Another thing to talk about here is certification. So, in um, functional medicine, uh, a lot of my students will take my course and then they take the uh, take advantage of the really huge discounts that IFM offers to them to become certified. And that is the certification, you know that uh, there are other uh, ways that you can become certified in functional medicine currently. That is the one that when I look to see what jobs are being offered, if somebody's looking to be hired in functional medicine, the IFM certification is is certainly the most respected, and so I encourage my students to to seek the IFM path and and do their certification because I see where that has the most value, um, for, uh, them to potentially be, uh, more appealing applying for jobs in the future. And I personally have done several programs, and I I really appreciate the expert, um, educators. That IFM uh, uses and the the evidence base that they they bring their education from, how on top of things they are about the you know the strict standards they hold themselves to for offering really respected guidance that that we can feel comfortable sharing with our patients. So at the moment, that's the case. Um, The caveat to that is that, you know, nurses historically get their certifications as nurses. So if you are a critical care nurse, um, an emergency room nurse, a school nurse, um, a nurse educator, we get our board certification through a credentialing agency that certifies us as a nurse in that field. Um, And I think that there's a lot to be said for that. My best example is, um, you know, when the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy brought to light this idea of nurse coaching and nurse coaching was in its infancy, that wasn't very long ago at all. And there certainly wasn't a board certification for it initially. That happened pretty rapidly, I feel like, you know, it didn't take long at all for there to be a board certification through the AHNCC to be a board certified nurse coach. So I did the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy's nurse coaching training, and then I was able to sit for that board. You can also, at the same time, if you do that one, um, do the combination one that board certifies you as a holistic nurse, which I think really aligns with functional medicine and might be a path that a lot of nurses find to be um, their preference um, to validate what they have learned. That is how to get certified in functional medicine right now and to say that you're certified. Um So this all lays the foundation to answer the question that I get asked all the time is, can I call myself a functional nurse or a functional medicine nurse? When can I call myself a functional medicine nurse? What I tell my students is that you can start saying that you practice functional medicine as a nurse when you can answer why. Uh, Or you start asking why, sorry. So when you start asking why about your patients, why is this going on? Why do they have this set of unique symptoms? What has been going on for them? When you're really looking for the why, that is what functional medicine is all about. And so you might not have all the answers yet, but I feel like approaching things with that level of inquiry is, is the definition to me of functional medicine. And I also say you can start practicing functional medicine, incorporating things into your practice when you can tell your patients why. And so the whys are are something on my list that I'm always thinking about when I'm talking about this. When can I call myself a functional medicine nurse? Um, But the real distinction is that I think that because you can do the training through INCA and then you can do the training through IFM, a lot of nurses are like, okay, at what point can I say that I'm a functional medicine nurse? The thing is, uh, you know, I think the hang-up is on becoming certified. And I think that us being able to confirm that we are an expert in our our subject matter is really important. I also want to point out that um, if you work in an emergency room you probably tell people you're an emergency room nurse. If you work in a school setting, you probably tell people that you're a school nurse. Um, I think you know if you're a holistic nurse, you can say you're a holistic nurse. You can also go on to confirm that you're a really great one by getting a board certification as a school nurse or an emergency room nurse, as a nurse coach. You can earn the title board certified in that to say, I am a board certified emergency room nurse. Even as a nurse educator, like I'm a certified nurse educator, and that is a board certification that you have to sit for to confirm that you have the training to provide education. And it's just, um, you know, I was I an educator before I took the exam? Absolutely. Did the exam help validate for me that, you know, I, I'm trying to do my best to be a quality educator for nurses? Uh, yes, that's that. That was my goal there. And I think you know, in, in all avenues of nursing, we have uh, certifications, but you know, functional medicine's pretty new for nurses. And so that certification isn't available yet for us specifically for our profession. In the meantime, I do recommend the IFM one, but I wanted to make that distinction because that is the big question that people ask me. Can I say that I'm a functional medicine nurse or a functional medicine nurse coach? If you're practicing it, if you're asking why, if you're educating your patients, you are a functional medicine nurse, you are not a board-certified functional medicine nurse, so that is the difference. When I started this episode, that was kind of the end of the story, and I was like, oh, this isn't going to be a very long episode, but there's a little bit more that I want to talk about on this topic, and so I want to shift gears. I also want to point out, like I always try to say when we talk about these topics, is anything that you're going to be doing to like start your own practice... Um, putting your hard-earned license at risk, I really think that you should run by a lawyer and make sure that you're following the rules that are specific to your area. So whatever your state rules are for practicing as a nurse or a nurse practitioner, really keep in mind that I am not doing research specific to your community to find out what's appropriate. On that note, I, uh, I by shifting gears, I wanted to bring up um, a question that has come up with students lately. I've had a lot of students ask me if they're even allowed to have their own business. I think I talked about this in an episode recently where like, they're they're wondering if they're allowed to own a business because they're a nurse. And I just think that's bonkers that culturally we have been convinced that we can't do things. And um, I was asking somebody the other day, who that isn't a nurse wonders if they're allowed to start a business? but that is where we're at right we're we're worried that somebody's going to come after us or we're going to lose our license for things that we do even when we're 100% working in our scope and we have the best intentions and we practice very safely and so that's a question that I want to pose for you um you know the American Medical Association if you look up the history of nursing nurse practitioners licensing titles collaborative agreements um oversight in in states um the American Medical Association has really spent a ton of money to make certain that physician groups are controlling what nursing practice looks like in, in various states. And that is the reason that we have this dynamic uh, variation in whether a um, a nurse practitioner in one state can, can take full care of a patient versus a nurse practitioner in another state. And if you look at all the research where we compare outcomes for nurse practitioners and physicians working in the same setting, providing the same level of care, nurse practitioners have great outcomes. And there's there's no no evidence that has come forward to say that nurse practitioners are uh, this great risk to their patients. They take wonderful care of their patients. Of course, there's always going to be unique stories. And I'm sure as a nurse, you know some unique stories about some physicians that have done some things that make that questionable as well. So I think, you know, it's important to note that we have, you know, lobbyists trying to make certain that we don't gain more rights as nurses and nurse practitioners, and we don't talk about that enough. There's the issue of nurse practitioners in many states cannot introduce themselves as a doctor. They're not allowed to use that title. And that drives me bananas. I think that's insane. You know, nurse practitioners with a terminal degree, a doctorate, should be allowed to introduce themselves as a doctor. Exactly the same as a physical therapist, a pharmacist, a, a physician, a um, a veterinarian, a dentist, a professor. You know, uh, anyone that's an expert in their field and has earned a terminal degree has the right to call themselves a doctor in all other practices. But for some reason, physicians are really upset that nurse practitioners might somehow confuse people by introducing themselves as having a terminal de- terminal degree in nursing. I know that they argue that there's a risk for harm to the patient. I don't see that at all. I see that nurses are either going to practice within their scope or they're not. Patients, you know, I took care of, of many, many patients. I, you know, I had a panel of over a thousand patients in my primary care practice, and I would introduce myself as a nurse practitioner. I did not have a doctorate yet, and I, if they called me doctor, I would try to correct them, educate them, tell them what my role was. If they had questions, I would try to answer them. But, you know, they cared about the amount of time that I spent listening to them and the type of care I offered them. They weren't really worried about titles. I made sure that what I did was always what I felt was in their best interest and, um, and aligned with their goals. I think that it's an interesting thought that physicians have somehow taken the word doctor and feel like they own it as a group. And so one thing that I want to plant the seed of in this conversation right now is that we all stop using that term. To describe physicians, and we use the term physician only. So, if somebody's a medical doctor; they're a physician. They are not the only doctor, right? Like there are lots of types of doctors. And it, when we shift our culture, where we make it clear that we're talking about physicians, when we say your doctor, we say your physician, your nurse practitioner. But when we address someone with a title, it's a it's a measure of respect. And so, calling someone with a doctorate doctor is respectful. And I think that's important to acknowledge in all of my time. Working as a nurse practitioner, there was never a time where my goal was to claim to be a physician or trick anybody into thinking that I was a physician. Um, I honestly argue that the care that I provide, I think, is, is of the highest quality based on what I have, you know, learned. And in my training, I want to practice as a nurse. I want to view people holistically. I want to be a really great listener and consider the whole person and their family and the things in their lives that may be contributing to their conditions. I 0% am interested in just listening to a set of symptoms, diagnosing somebody and prescribing a medication or sending them off to surgery or whatever the case may be. The medical model does not align with who I am, but you know, I'm a few months from earning my doctorate. And it has come up many, many times in my career that nurse practitioners aren't allowed to use that title. I'm not in any way doing this episode for that to be regards to me. It just came up for this particular episode that, you know, what should I call myself? What can I call myself? That I wanted to mention, we sh- we all need to start using the term physician in my opinion. I think that would really help to promote other types of practitioners and experts in their fields that, that have earned the title doctor. And we should pose that question, you know, um, why is it that every other specialty that has earned a doctorate is allowed to be called doctor? I would never think of not calling my dentist doctor and their name. Because they're not a physician that just, you know, and I've worked with many, many veterinarians before I became a nurse and they're my most respected profession. I love them and they have absolutely way beyond, I feel most uh, medical doctors earned their doctorates by being able to work on all types of animals. I think that that they deserve much more respect than they get in many cases. Um, Anyway, so the the last thing that I wanted to make a distinction of in this is um, people will ask me about... different types of doctorates that nurses can get and so we have a dnp versus a phd and i wanted to make a distinction there a few years ago when i decided to get my post-master's doctorate i was choosing which of the two i wanted to complete and for those of you that might be in the same position or you're thinking of starting a nurse practitioner program that might uh, offer one or, or the other um the the distinction for me came um as i was learning functional medicine I saw that what happens in functional medicine is we take research and interpret it and apply it to practice. And in practicing functional medicine, you really have to be savvy in doing that. We do that through the course that I teach because I want nurses to be able to look and question at various aspects of research to really decide if the study was even built and, and um, implemented in a way that would get them information they're looking for. So a doctorate in nursing practice a DNP is what I'm I'm earning and I chose that one because it is about taking current evidence doing research and applying it to practice and then measuring outcomes so taking research that's been done by researchers and figuring out what best practice might look like if we were trying to improve uh, maybe a maybe a current problem and applying that in a setting like a pilot study and seeing the outcome and then making a distinction there, like was this something that we should apply on every unit of the hospital because it went so well on this first unit or is there something we would need to consider if we were gonna apply it in a different setting? So a DNP is really about improving nursing practice. It is a doctorate in nursing practice. So you're trying to learn to, with expert eyes, look at research and look at a current problem and work on a way to fix it. And that, I felt, was most appropriate for me. And what I want to do in the future is continue to interpret quality research and help my students um, learn what might be the next best thing to try to implement Um the PhD, on the other hand, is a longer program and it is more about actually performing real research. And so those are really different. So when I'm looking at research in my DNP program, I'm looking at research that's typically been done by PhD researchers. So those are completely different degrees. And And depending on what you might be interested in as a nurse, one of those might appeal to you much more than the other. So I thought that kind of aligned with our what should I call myself? You know, do you you want to do, if you were going to work towards a doctorate, would you want it to be more in practice or in research? And I think, you know, that's everything I really wanted to share on this topic. I hope that it has answered questions for many of you that uh, are wondering what to call yourself as you're learning functional medicine. I think lately, more and more, I feel like... um, I'm becoming more and more aware of the impact that we as nurses can have in shifting healthcare, doing what I have learned in functional medicine, what I teach, what my students are talking about and fired up about is, you know, we need a cultural shift. And part of that is away from nurses feeling like they graduate school where they've learned to be a holistic practitioner only to work in a model that is really medically driven and focused on medications and surgery and corporate healthcare so i encourage any nurses listening to really participate in that cultural shift we need to change the way that we look at our own practice and to change the way that we talk about what we offer people there is so much value in us offering something that is um so personalized for people and to approach them from a holistic viewpoint and offer the education and spend the time with people that we tend to as nurses compared to the medical model. And I think the more that we can really see the value in what we're offering and how much potential that has to improve patient outcomes, shift our healthcare, crisis in a a better direction I think that that's our job to do nobody's going to do it for us and so I hope that this episode was helpful for you if you've been wondering about titles and um, hopefully clarifying and again I encourage you to look back at those previous episodes if you want more detail on the the terms I used at the beginning of the episode but until next time be well Thank you for tuning in for this episode of the Functional Nurse Podcast. If you want to help spread the word about the powerful role nurses can play as true healers using functional medicine practices, consider sharing an episode with a nurse friend or on social media. And click the subscribe button to stay informed of newly released episodes. You can also visit and share the links below. In the show notes for more information on nursing resources and the functional medicine for nurses course offered through the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy in partnership with the Institute for Functional Medicine.